Okay. Um, some of us have been thinking about India quite a bit this week. The score yesterday was 591 for six declared. <laughs> and uh, India, well, we're just praying for sunshine so that we can continue. Seriously, when England win at any sport, we have to take a moment <laughs> to revel in it. It's not lasting. You know, we invented all these sports that other people beat us at. So it's great to be winning something for once. Um, but it has meant that some of us have been thinking about India all week, actually. Um, uh, Josh, do you want to come up? And Josh and I, do you both want to come up for a minute? Let me introduce you both properly. It's a great delight to have Pastor Josh and Pastor Ivan here from India. Um, uh, Ivan, I have only until today seen uh, over Skype. Uh, because Josh, as you'll hear a little about, a bit about in a minute, has organized uh, uh, the first of what will be a number of schools of ministry for, um, for Christian leaders in North India. And I did a Skype, uh, what did you call that, talk, lecture or something, session. We'll find a name for it. Yeah, so that was good. So I sat here in the King Center doing a lecture in Dehradun in North India, which was quite fun. So that's as much as we've met until today. But Josh and I have crossed paths a few times. Um, many of you know uh, David and Sam Massey. Uh, David's now in Vancouver. Sam's somewhere around this morning. Sam has wonderfully supplied us with Indian treats to have with tea and coffee later. So, well done, Sam. We appreciate it. Um, as Josh is a family friend of theirs, and we've, our paths have crossed a bit in the last few years. I have to say that uh, Josh is a man of God. I'm sure that Pastor Ivan is as well. I, we're just... <laughs> I, I, believe this to, I believe this to be so, yeah. <laughs> it's great to have them this morning. I just want to encourage you to open your hearts to their ministry. Some of you will know that a couple of years ago, I underwent a little bit of a change of heart myself to do with um, a, f- a fresh understanding of what we were singing about, God, um, this morning, pursuing us. It's not about us having to work it all out and our energy, but God pursuing us. It was through Josh bringing a word here that I had a revelation afresh about that. So I've received from his ministry. Uh, there's been an overflow of that into the church here already, and I'm looking forward to more of it this morning. So without any more talk from me, um, I'll hand over to, to Josh. Go for All right. So it's a good time for me to grab my Bible. <laughs> <laughs> well, I assure you, Pastor Steve, that the man of God that I associate with is a man of God. <laughs> Well, good morning, church. It's, it's really a wonderful privilege and honor for me, Pastor Ivan and his wife, uh, Pastor Nini, to together worship with you all this morning. And we really are excited to be here in times and seasons, especially when India has lost the cricket match as never before. <laughs> and thank you for reminding that in the church. I think this is the best place where all the hurts are healed. <laughs> so this morning we are here to receive some healing though. Yeah, <laughs> Isn't it amazing that in the house of the Lord we can come as we are and celebrate the goodness of God irrespective of where we come from irrespective of what our backgrounds have been irrespective of what we are grown up with irrespective of those expectations that we have This morning I have a word from the Lord that God is here to honor your desires His God who is able to honor your desire. One of the things that Lord recently began to speak to me was, heaven works with many currencies. One of the currency that the church is very familiar with is called faith. 
there's another currency that God equally uses. It's called desire, which will give birth to great things. Faith cometh as the result of hearing God's voice. Right? True faith comes as the result of hearing God's voice. But sometimes desire can lead you into a place where you can hear God's voice. And my prayer is that this morning, desire will come into your heart to know him as never before. A drop from heaven would invade our hearts. To know the things that we have never known before. To go into places that we have never gone before. To go into, as you were praying, the Lord, you will lead us in dry places. Have a desire to see streams of living water flow in those desert lands. Desire to see that nations transformed because of what a small group of people chooses to do. Zacchaeus had a desire to see Jesus. I don't know how much faith he had, but Bible does say he had a desire to see Jesus. What happened? Jesus showed up. And it's amazing. In midst of that thousands of people following Christ, he stands up in a place, looks up and says, Zacchaeus, I'm coming with you to your house. I think Zacchaeus had a desire to know this one, but he thought he's not good enough to be able to invite him to come to his place. To be, in, to, to be good enough that Jesus would honor him to come and be part of his world. But God knows those unspoken desires. This morning, there are some people here who have amazing desires in their heart. But they look at themselves, they see their limitations, and they think, you know what? I don't think I qualify. It's a good wishful thinking. But let me tell you, Father, His love is able to answer those desires. Can we just close our eyes for a minute and before the man of God comes and shares the word of God, just ask Lord, Lord, would you give us a godly desire? The scripture says, evil desire will, will produce sin and then sin will produce death. But I tell you, a godly desire produces righteousness which produces life. And this morning I pray, that God, you would fill our heart with a desire that is your longing. Desire that Heavenly Father has for this generation needs to become my desire. So let's just ask for ourselves. Father, would you give us desire that you have in your heart? Desire that none should perish. Would you feel the church, O oh Lord, with a desire that none should perish? O oh Lord, I pray, would you give us a desire as Jesus you had? Father, send me and I will go in those dark places and proclaim, I am the light of the world. Would you give me desire for the joy that was kept ahead of Jesus? He endured the suffering of cross. Lord, would you give me desire? 
to see nations come to you, Lord, that I'll be willing to pick up my cross gladly and go for it. Lord, I pray that this morning you would baptize us afresh with your desire. The things that are your heartbeat may become ours. Lord, open up our ears, our understanding to understand the hope of our calling and to understand that there is an expectation that Father has that we may be able to live it. Thank you, my Jesus. From this moment onwards, Lord, we surrender to you and we say, God, may your kingdom come and your will be done. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I want to tell you, as we were worshipping, Holy Spirit began to show me two particular conditions. There was someone that Lord said that, you know, has this sinus kind of problem, has allergy, some kind of allergy. And another one has this arthritis. uh, And it's like joint pains. And there's always this heaviness in the body. I want you to know this, that the word of God has power to heal. In in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20 onwards, the word of God says, those who receive the word of God, for them it becomes health and long life. So I want you to know this, the healing comes because God is faithful to his word. He sends forth his word and he heals our disease. So even as man of God comes and preaches the word, I'm expecting that our needs will be met. Yeah? It's not my prayer that meets the needs of people. It is his faithfulness that meets the need of his people. Yeah? So this morning we are going to expect as we read the word of God, for word of God to do its word, work. I want you to open your Bibles to um, Joshua chapter 21. And verse 43, 44 and 45 I'm going to read, it says, So the Lord gave to Israel all the land of which he had sown to give to their fathers, and they took possessions of it and dwelt in it. The Lord gave them rest all around, according to all that he had sown to their fathers. And not a man of all their enemies stood against them. The Lord delivered all their enemies into their hand. Not a word failed of any good thing, which the Lord had spoken to the house of Israel, every word came to pass. Hallelujah. Not a single promise failed. Every promise came to pass. Can you turn around to your neighbor and say, when God promises, it is guaranteed that he will fulfill it. Amen. How amazing was that video to see that a man of God was holding on a promise that we will have word one day in our own language. And here he goes. He is actually now seeing the manifestation of his promise. Amen? I want to tell you the promise of the word of God says in the last days I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Amen? We will see the face of the earth covered as water covers the sea with the glory of the Lord. It's all the promise and we are the exciting generation which is going to actually walk into fullness of it. Amen. God is preparing the church, not just in UK, globally to see that. When last time I came in here, 
It was amazing that I had the time to spend with Pastor Steve and his wife and we went over lunch. My friend David, David Massey was there with me. And over lunch, we just exchanged on what God was doing in our lives. Next day morning, Pastor Steve comes to David's house and he says, Josh, I want you to come with me. He brings me here and the leadership of the church is praying together. And then they begin to pray over my life. And the words of prophecy begin to flow. And the prophecy was about that God is anointing you to go into dry lands. And God is sending you into North India so that nations will come to know Christ. And there were so many prophetic words that begin to happen. And one thing that began to happen was the burden in my heart for North India began to increase. When I went back home, the seed of the promise of the word of God for North India had already started germinating. I went back, soaked it in prayer. Pastor Steve was always in prayer with me. And what happened? God gave me a vision. I was praying in my room. Someone tapped my shoulder. I came up on the rooftop. And, and, and I heard a voice saying, come up on rooftop. So I came up on my terrace. When I came in over there, I saw television screens on the sky. During that time, I was working as a television presenter for CBN in India. So what happened was, these big screens came in and my last 10 years were like shown to me on those television sets. And I heard an audible voice talking to me saying, your last 10 years were years of addition, but your coming 10 years will be years of multiplication. And the visuals changed. I began to see UK. I began to see Canada. I began to see Australia. I began to see America. I began to see India. And I began to see stadium folds of people. I began to see schools of ministry happening all over. And people are just multiplying. Huge crowds I began to see. And then Lord began to speak to me. Will you let go of your comfort zone so that I can do this with you? To cut the story short, God gave me grace to resign from my job. I took that vision and ran to my pastor and said, Lord had spoken to me about starting Father's Touch Ministry. And we shared a lot of times together, praying together. And Lord began to give us an agreement together. Because I always believe that God called me as an evangelist. And when I look into the scriptures, all these giftings are for the edification of the body of Christ. I don't believe in ministries that works independently outside the body of Christ. So I ran to my pastor and I said, Pastor, this is what Lord is speaking. Pray and see what God tells you. He prayed. He felt we were heading the right direction. He brings all the board members. He shares the vision with them. And guess what? What happens? The church actually made room for this vision to be fulfilled. So the church adopted into this vision and said, yes, Josh, we are standing with you. Let's go for it. Amen. So we put up our first school of ministry, July 2nd till 7th. And I'm so glad that my friends, Suman and David, who are here, can I ask you to please stand up for a while? They both stay in Southampton and they are British people. They're just, software is British, their hardware looks Indian. <laughs> Please be seated. So, so they both now are heading Father's Touch Ministry in UK. They were there in the, in the part of school. They came 
And it was so amazing to see how God has brought 40 plus different churches and their leadership teams together. Pastor Ivan and his wife were there with me, along with many other men and women of God. And things began to change. We had amazing time in the presence of God. One of the things that happened is when people left the school of ministry, they were on their way. Can, can we just play those uh, website pitches? So, so when we left, this, left the place from the school of ministry, you know what happened? Students, they got so full of Holy Ghost that they started sharing what Lord has done in the train. And in the train, there were more than hundreds of people who gave their life to Christ. There were healings happening in the train. And more than non, 100 non-Christian people gave their life to Christ. And now, we have all of a sudden a huge people group who were excited about taking Jesus on the streets of North India. Taking Jesus on the workplaces of North India. One of the students last week told me that his employer asked him to pray and he prayed over his employer and the employer got filled with Holy Ghost, started speaking in tongues and that guy was non-Christian. And he called me saying, now what do I do next? I said, get him connected to the church. And things are happening all over. This is Pastor Steve as you may recognize him. We, he spoke on Skype to all these 150 people and it was amazing. He spoke on delegation and we are so grateful for the seed that this church deposited. Even as like Pastor Steve was saying that first time when I came in here, there was a seed deposited in his spirit, what revelation God gave me in the same way last time, there was a seed that was deposited in my heart when I was here, when the leadership of OCC prayed and this is the result of what had happened. I want to tell you, in days to come, God has put this burden in my heart to have several schools of ministry. Well, you can go into our website. It's called fatherstouchministries.org and you can have all the information there. But I believe this morning is one of those special mornings is to rejoice over what God has done and is doing and will be doing. Amen? There are loads of things that God has promised. I want you to expect God to do great things for you. Expect God to do great things. I am standing here with full confidence that in our generation, we will see one of the greatest harvests harvest that the world has ever seen. Why? Because body of Christ is learning to work outside their own small groups. They're learning to connect globally. They're learning to make room for each other. They're learning. It is, it is the time about which the Bible says how blessed it is when brethren dwell together in unity. There God commands his blessing. That is where the anointing is released and we are in that, that move of God. And it's happening globally. You know, it's amazing that in this school of ministry we had so many students participated and they all were part of different, different churches. They all came together and as children of God were desiring to see North India has never been the same. North India changed for Jesus. I want you to know your prayers are working. Your prayers are working. Pastor invested in all the students, his teachings. It is working. Why? Because Lord is doing something in our nations. 
as a church grace assembly of god we have seen some tremendous breakthroughs we come from a geographical territory where 2000 years ago gospel came through st thomas but even where our church is 2001 census says that the christian population there was 0.01 in 2000 years we have not really done good job it's like cricket but we are not going to give it up we going to take this nation now a new generation is rising up i want you to pray the lord will give desires that lord will give passion to this new generation that is rising up which is standing in leadership with the existing churches to see nations transformed amen are you going to do that Thank you very much. May I invite my pastor, uh, Pastor Ivan? He is an amazing man of God. You know what? I really rejoice to be with him because I learn under his ministry, and I've seen heart of father in him. And this morning, I want to proudly present my spiritual father here to to tell you I want you to be blessed by what God has given to this man. And it's not just like cricket. He loves cricket. He was very sad when we we lost it. but i thank god that today we are here and we know that the kingdom of god is winning amen india kingdom of god is winning and it's advancing praise the lord thank you so much joshua let's give him a round of applause thank you for your heart for ministry and thank you so much pastor steve for this opportunity to come and uh, just be able to talk and share i know this is your summer time um uh, i wanted to make sure that uh i dress appropriately uh but i think i overdid it uh when i came and saw pastor steven his jeans i said you know uh, but probably you know i said i would rather be conservative and then uh, not have pastor steve allow me to come on the stage because i was too casual but uh we're here we are and we thank god for what god has uh, uh brought through the partnership of joshua and pastor steve and obviously with david and suman being a integral part of what god is doing uh my wife uh, nini comes from the country of indonesia and so it was good to see what was happening in papua uh, a, a part of the territory of indonesia and in fact in the month of march uh, i'm going there because the the head of uh, the papua uh, the government uh, is uh, uh, is a, a believer who wants to have a large crusade In, in that area so this is probably a confirmation because we were contemplating i, I you know papua is uh, is a little different than uh, uh, other parts of indonesia and uh, i think part of it showed you know it, it's it's it is a remote kind of a, a place but where people are really excited of the lord and i believe that there is a, a thought this morning uh, we were sharing a lot while we were just talking and we were praying and the words i was hearing very carefully because part of our cry in worship part of our cry in the house of god represents the spirit uh, that uh, we 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 move in it represents the desire and joshua talked about desire being one of the things that is the first step towards what god is doing and uh, as i was uh, coming in i i came in a, in a bus uh, i i loved it because uh, down from london to here and it was called the oxford uh, tube is that what it's called 
uh, good to see the countryside and uh, I beat Joshua and David and Suman we reached before you guys uh, though they were driving in the car so it was it was a joy just my wife and I we just spent some time together uh, most of the time um, as we were there God was speaking to my heart and a couple of thoughts that he put in my heart were concerning uh, our taking steps because whenever we want to reach a place we have to uh deliberately take steps towards that direction you cannot choose to go to a place and say you know i just desire that i be there and desires alone are not enough but i i pray that god would uh, speak to our hearts today in the few minutes that we have and uh, the thought that god has left with uh, that god wants to leave with us uh, concerning taking these steps because every step that you take you get a step closer to your destiny and i pray that we would uh, recognize what god's desire for the church uh is and uh, i believe that there is always a, a bonding together when i see this wall behind uh, you with all the flags i trust that you have the india flag somewhere okay i got it uh, uh this represents the heart of the church this represents the heart that is not confined to these four walls uh, that we rejoice just celebrating what god has done for us and forget that there is a nation a world outside that is dying a world outside that needs the lord i come from a from a region of uh, just outside the city of new delhi our capital uh, it is a state called haryana and uh, i come from a state that has a christian population of 0.01 joshua just mentioned it for you those of you who probably didn't get it it's 1/10th of 1% so it, it is a, a real small amount of people who know the lord we have uh, about 600 pin codes or zip codes uh, that are in that state of haryana uh, but o- over 400 do not even have one single christian living in that area so the work is large so when joshua came back with this prophetic word and he showed me the video uh, of the words that was being shared and i think it was one of your uh, pastors leaders who were sharing the word about north india i was thrilled because uh, a couple of years before that um, i was in a in a conference and uh, uh, prophet chuck pierce i don't know if some of you are aware of him uh, he uh, is one of the leading uh, voices of of prophetic all around the world and uh, he he came up and said god is doing something going to do something in north india i see a light anybody here from india and we were about five or six of us we stood up and he gave specific words and in that particular church whenever there's a prophetic word they record it because to make sure you know that is what the lord is saying so you you hear it and they gave it to us i come back and uh, i played in our church and uh, people start you know praying and and asking god lord what is our part and uh, it took a while and we knew that god is going to do something and just just left it there then joshua gets this word i think it was last year right uh, he got this word and uh, it was like a reconfirmation and i was traveling uh, coming out and i was uh, sitting at an airport i i took an early flight i just felt that i need to come home uh, a few days earlier than my schedule and i'm sitting here and uh, right in front of me comes and sits prophet chuck pierce and he didn't know i was there i didn't know he was traveling i and then i opened the twitter because he was looking a little different so i said i want to make sure that this is the guy i could go up and ask him so i opened twitter and he says you know i'm traveling to whatever and i said you know he's in asia so this has to be him so he stands up and i go up and stand and i said do you remember i was in this meeting probably you didn't but you gave this and he said i remember the word because god is telling that this is the time for india and he said 
this is the word that god has given to us in fact i am coming to india in the month of october because i believe north india is going to be the hub of a, a move of god like never before now i i i do not believe that the kingdom of god has coincidences but i believe that there are divine movements that god does as we walk in the way of what god is doing and i just thank god for pastor steve his heart uh, thank god for the church that has a desire and i do not know your part in what god wants to do but i just challenge you that if god is speaking to your heart make sure that you make yourself available i'm going to read a couple of scriptures so that we end on time in your vacation i don't want to take this morning out and especially i'm going on lunch so i want to make sure that i have enough time uh, with me uh, uh, turn with me to second kings chapter 7 and the ninth verse we're just going to read one verse and a couple of thoughts that god has placed to me about this story i'm sure uh most of you know the story if not we're just going to briefly go and remind you and then you can go home and read it it actually starts all the way chapter 6 uh, verse 24 and goes all the way chapter 8 verse 6 so it's a long passage but i just want to make sure that we we understand what god wants us to do i'm going to read from the message bible and it says this finally they said to one another we shouldn't be doing this this is a day of good news and we are making it into a private party if we wait around until morning we will get caught and punished come on let's get let's go and tell the good news to the king's palace uh you know when we were talking about going when we were talking about make a movement there is no greater story no greater passage than this passage because it talks about a few things number one, this story is a story of lepers talks about these lepers who were sitting and actually getting the spoil out of uh, uh the enemy camp they were in the enemy camp because they are the ones who chose like i said to take steps of faith you cannot go and reach your destiny without taking that step that it walks towards the area that god wants you to go it was like dividing of the red sea uh, the nation of israel had to put their foot on the water before the water parted and many times uh, most of us think that there is a plan and a purpose of god but we do not want to take that first step towards what god wants us to do but this morning uh, the holy spirit is just reminding us again you know we we did ask god lord thank you for your grace thank you for your mercy thank you lord for what you have done for us but yet over and above that god says my plans for you are not what you think they are till today but there is something greater in store for you you know the lepers and i think joshua didn't even know what i was sharing about but he gave an introduction to it uh, that we may think we cannot do it we may think that we are in a place that it will not happen but can you imagine these lepers uh from the new king james version i just want to read what the lepers say again because it it kind of makes sense he says uh if we wait until morning light this verse 9 of chapter 7 some punishment will come upon us now did you know that having leprosy in the old testament was the greatest punishment i mean for a person alive i mean you could be stoned to death you could die of a natural calamity but if god really wanted to punish you leprosy was probably the the greatest of the greatest uh, uh, thing that would come upon a person and whenever people would see lepers they would say the curse of god is upon him the curse of god is upon her because leprosy represented that now can you imagine that the lepers themselves when they found the good news saying we'd rather go and tell the good news uh, 
just in case something worse happens upon us. Now, there is nothing worse that could happen than what they were living in. Their situation was the most pathetic situation. They were living out of the town. In fact, they were living in a country which was going through a major famine because Syria had attacked Israel and they were in a place of total uh, chaos. All their resources had dried up. In fact, around the world, people are concerned about financial recession. People are concerned about a lot of things happening. But here we see four lepers who said, we are going to get up and we're going to walk anyway. Because wherever we're going to stay, if we stay here, we're going to die. We go back, it is in famine. We can't get into the city because we are lepers. So we'd rather go and let's go to the enemy camp and see what is happening. Many years ago, I don't know if you did sing that, but there was a song that says, uh, going to the enemy camp, getting back what he stole from me. I remember when that song came out and, you know, we, uh, the, the chorus of the song went like this, he's under my feet and Satan is under my feet. And it was a song of great excitement of what God was do, but what, would, what was required, it was to go back to the enemy's camp. You know, many times we think that our resources have been taken by people, situations, jobs have gone, you know, things have gone that are not what we require. And I I rejoice with you as a church because pastor told me right after this, there is going to be a a meal that is going to be them for those who are homeless. Is that what what it is? And it's it's wonderful. Uh, We believe in uh, helping the poor. In fact, we have a, a ministry to the poor in the slums. And uh, we, we really believe that that's what God has called us to do as a church, as a community. We have to reach our community. But above that, God is calling us as a church to go back and take what the enemy has stolen from us. And we go and take it away. Now, this story starts where uh, Elisha, as the man of God, who speaks the word and the king gets upset because of what is happening. Now, remember, Elisha was a man who, who was walking in the anointing of God and things were happening. And here comes a time where Israel is in, 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 uh, in dire straits and they are looking for resources. Their every area of their resource coming has been blocked. Every door is sealed. Every window is sealed. And there is no way. The end is death. And many times when the church begins to look inwards and forgets looking outward to the need of those around, that is probably the beginning of the end of the church. And I pray that this community, and I I know that God has, uh, I've heard great stories and I'm looking forward from my uh, uh, time with Pastor Steve right after this service to just uh, hear his heart and, and begin to see what God is doing here. But what I've heard through the friends that are associated with this church, that this church believes in going out. This church believes in helping. This church believes in doing what God is calling us to do in the Great Commission, not only to preach the good news, but I, I believe that we are to be those who are made available as resource people. And one of the things that Father Stutch is involved in is to help churches find resources that they can go out and look out of their four walls to see uh, and have a kingdom mentality. Now, it's, it's very hard. I do not know about the UK, but in India, uh, to have an evangelist who is probably wanting to do his ministry uh, is not an easy thing for a church uh, in India to recognize. And church worldwide also in many places. And there have been some challenges both from the church and ministries that are started outside. But I believe that when the church begins to move in the anointing in the fivefold ministry that God has given the church, we are going to see things happen in a way like never before. 
And I thank God for people like uh, Joshua who are part of our, our leadership team because it just gives our leadership team not only uh, strength, but it gives us a variety because I always look at situations at the heart of a pastor and that's, it's, it's, it's different. And I'm sure Pastor Steve knows that, that when you look at the heart of a pastor, it, it is a different situation altogether. But here comes the apostle and, the, and we, comes the prophet and the evangelist and, and they begin to look at the situation through, through the point of view as God has put in their heart. And here we see see a prophet, Elisha, who is there, who had, uh, who had gone through this experience of finding provision, but here comes the time where uh, there is a total chaotic situation uh, where the enemy has encamped them all around, and here are four lepers, and they come to a, a place where uh, they say, we are going to go into the enemy camp, and you know the story that as soon as they Start taking steps towards the camp. And that's what I'm talking about this morning. Many of you are standing where resource, you think all resources are dried. Many of you are in places where you feel it will not happen. But what God says, when you take one step towards me, he's going to open doors. And you know, the story, go home and read the story. It goes like this, that every time they took a step, the enemy thought that there is a great army coming. Remember, there are only four people who are leprous. Most probably, they, it's hard for them to walk because of their disease. They are probably just hobbling down, you know, just in a, in a very uh, uh, cautious way because they are, they are uncertain of what's going to happen there. And here, the enemy is already in panic and they run away. Now, the first thing that a person does who is uh, short of resources, when you find resources, you forget everything else. What do you say? Praise the Lord. Thank God for what God has given to me. God has answered my prayer. All these guys thought we were lepers and we would not get everything. And now we have this whole camp to ourselves. And that's what they did. That's, if you read the scripture, they went into the first tent, got everything they could, hid it, uh, hid the gold and silver, ate the food, and getting ready to the second tent. And as they were going one tent after another... Because all the provision was there, the enemy ran away, leaving everything behind. The lepers began to talk to themselves. Now that we have the good news of provision, if we do not share it with others, something worse is going to come upon us. Can you imagine when God takes you to a place where every provision is made available to you? Probably the lepers could have said, we have made it to the rest of the life. We can retire. You know, we can have servants serving us. All this while we were outcasts. We were considered those who were cursed. But now it is the other guys who are cursed and we are the ones who are blessed. And somehow we, God has answered our prayer and God has done this for us. Now, I don't know if you can extend your imagination that far, but I I like to do it. I like to go into the study. And for me, I, I feel I know who these people are. Uh... Uh, You can differ and uh, you can find your own answers, but I'll tell you why I believe that. I believe that these four lepers were uh, Gehazi and his three sons. And I'll let you know why. Because if you read the next chapter, and you can just go home and and read it, and I'll read one verse for you. I'm going to read verse 4 of chapter 8 of 2 Kings. The king of Israel talked with Gehazi, the servant of the man of God, saying, Tell me, please, all the great things that Elisha has done. Now it happened as he was telling the king how he had restored the dead to life, that there was a woman whose son has been restored, appealing to the king that her house and for her land, Gehazi said, My lord, O king, this is the woman and this is her son whom Elisha restored to life. So one thing is certain that this is the same Gehazi 
as the Gehazi of Elisha uh, who uh, was with him. And you remember he was cursed because he went and took wealth that did not belong to him. You remember that story, right? He asked Naaman for the, for the money that did not belong to him. And the Bible said the prophet got angry with him and he walked out of the presence of Elisha as a leper. All right. Uh, you can go and, and find your own answers, but I feel that this is exactly the man. Remember, he stretched his hand towards resources that were not his. He got those resources, and as soon as he got that money that did not belong to him, he became leprous. Now he is in a situation where he is a leper. He's living as an outcast in the society. He goes out to this enemy's camp. And he could have been that guy who usually says, you know, when we go through situations where people look down upon us and, and say things that are, that are hurtful and bitter, and when we, we get a breakthrough in our life, we begin to say, you know what, God has answered my prayer. I'm going to show these guys who it is. He could have taken all the money and gone to Elisha and said, Elisha, I suffered as a leper for all these years, but now I'm rich, you're not. Now I have it, you don't. But you know what? I believe God restored Gehazi. The Bible doesn't say that because uh, the Bible doesn't give us all details of every individual in the word. But I believe that when Gehazi said, I want to go back and tell others about the good news, I believe somehow there was an instant miracle that took place that his leprous body became totally healed. When we begin to take our steps of faith towards God... To walk towards our destiny, not only does God provide resources, but what God provides is restoring us back in that fellowship and intimacy with God. Many of us sometimes lose our fellowship and intimacy with God because we fail to realize that our destiny alone is not on our resources. Destiny alone is not on the name that we gain in our life or what we achieve. Thank God for what God has given to us, but never get lost in the blessing that you forget the blesser and say, if I don't go back. Now, the guy who wanted to take money for himself, remember, he's the one who ran behind uh, uh, the general and said, you know what, uh, actually, my, my master really needs it. And he goes and takes money on, on behalf of his master and his master gets upset, curses him. And now God restores him. And where does he stand? Because I believe he would not have been in the presence of the king if he was still a leper. God apparently did a miracle between him going and saying, if I don't go back, God is going to do something worse. Why? Because he had experienced what greed would do. He had experienced what indifference would do. Because by nature, man is a getter. But God wants us to be givers. You know, you and I walk in the Abrahamic blessing. And the Abrahamic blessing was, I'm going to bless you out of your boots. I'm going to bless you so much that you cannot even contain it. But I'm going to bless you so that you will be a blessing to others. Turn to somebody, give them the best smile that you have and say, you are a blessing. Can you say that? Say, you are a blessing. You are called to be a blessing. If you are a child of God, you are not called to be a getter. You are called to be a giver. God wants you to be a giver. And I pray that each one of us will recognize that God has a plan and purpose for our life to be a giver. And when we begin to give, we are already facing the place of our destiny. I tell you that if you are remembered for anything in this world, I pray that you will be remembered as a person who is a crazy giver. If you have received talents, God wants you to give. I want to end with this. 
the story of the talents in the bible the guy who got five he earned five more the master was happy the next guy did great the master was happy the guy who had one he hid it and said you know what i i didn't think i need to make a move at all uh i was afraid that if i lose it it's going to be really hard so i just just kept it i mean i i didn't throw it away i didn't gamble it i didn't uh, do anything wrong with it i lived a great life it's like that rich young ruler who came and said everything that uh the re- law requires i have done and jesus said one thing you lack you know just go give everything that you have and follow me you know it is harder to give uh what when we think that we deserve what we have when a person begins to say i deserve to have this and that's why the problem in most of the world is because they do not know the difference between their rights and responsibilities <laughs> when rights becomes what we live for we forget that there is a responsibility that we have and when jesus left his disciples he says i give you the responsibility go i mean that was his uh, ordination service for his disciples go <laughs> I was talking to pastor one of the things that we feel very strongly in our church is that if you have been there for 5 to 7 years you have gone through you know what is required to be trained if you are willing to receive and it's time to leave now that's that's kind of uh, the opposite of what people uh, talk about you know uh, I was uh, reading a book of uh, Rick Warren and one of the things that he said uh, was that I don't consider the size of the church uh, to ever complement a person but I consider the how many people have been released from that church to see whether that church is growing or not. He says the reward is not on the size that you have though the world rewards for that right? You're called the pastor of the largest church. Our church in a, in the state that we have is the largest church. Uh, it it's always a joy wherever i go they'll make me sit up front they'll say this is the pastor of the largest church in north india where we started with six people 14 years ago now we have 6000 worshiping the lord so it, it's a joy it's it's a, it's an amazing to to hear that but every time you hear that it is reminded of how many people that you release this january we did the first step as i was reading this god was speaking to my heart taking steps of faith to reach our destiny you know there is a require and every time you take a step of faith god asks you to give up something you can never take a step of faith without giving up have you ever noticed people climbing up high mountains now let me say this now that we're losing in cricket we have the highest mountain in the world uh, okay makes you feel better okay <laughs> so you know if you're climbing one of these small hills and uh, you know it's easier you can carry a lot of stuff i mean you can carry even your picnic baskets and you know other stuff because you know let's go and do a picnic now not many people go on mount everest to do a picnic have you ever noticed have you ever seen anyone go and say you know we're going to carry our picnic baskets we're going to take our kids and we're going to take you know i'm going to make sure my blackberries with me my ipad and other stuff i'm going to carry you know in fact when you climb the higher mountains you even begin to wonder should i even carry this toothbrush you know because now my goal is to reach my destiny my goal is to reach that place that i know is the highest point on the face of this earth and to do that you would probably have to give up things which you think are very important i deserve i should have them and when you begin to start giving up you will see how god would take you to that next level worship when we go to the next level we have to give up a lot <laughs> 
You can't worship God in the next level and say, you know, we're going to go these five songs. We're going to sing it in this chord. And this is the way we're going to go. It's good to prepare. But when the Spirit of God takes control and we want to go to that next level, there has to be an openness and willingness and say, God, I will do it. The logical place for the lepers was never to go into uh, the, uh, the enemy's camp. But they said, you know, if we are going to stay here, we're going to die anyway. So I would rather go to the place where there are resources. And I tell you this morning, resources are where the presence of God is. Can we just stand? Resources are where, where God wants us to go to that next level. I just want us to take a moment, close your eyes. Don't worry about your neighbor. Uh, Going to let you go in good timing. Uh, could we have the music guy come up here, please, friend? Would you come up and just uh, help us for a moment? I just feel very strongly, as Joshua already said, there are some who need healing, and we would make sure that we take time to pray, if pastor permits. But I want to talk more about this morning, walking, taking that step of obedience to go to the next level. Are you going to be that person? God is speaking to your heart. I believe that churches are the place of celebrating, celebration, but our work is always heading out those doors not leave without telling the pastor, but heading out those doors as the church begins to release because in that release, you would find your blessing, you would find physical healing. And Joshua, I think the prayer time is right because you know when the physical healing came to Gehazi and his three sons? It came when they walked, started walking. You know, you don't even need somebody to pray for you when you're living in obedience. Obedience brings the provision of God in your life anyway. Obedience brings the favor of God upon you anyway. The greater thing that God wants in our life is not what we can give to God, but what we can surrender as far as what we have. If you want to climb Mount Everest, you need to make sure that you're not carrying any extra baggage because whatever extra you're carrying is going to either delay it, your climbing, or actually you will quit because the weight is too heavy. And many of us carry baggage in our life. We carry all kinds of things. Whenever I travel, I try to be light, but when I travel with my wife, we always have an extra weight. And uh, as a husband, you have to make sure you carry the bag. And, uh, and every time I say, you know what, can we can get rid of, is there something that we can get rid of? I mean, I'm sure, can we go over it one more time? Because I know at the end, if I have to carry it, it you know, I, I don't want to do that. That's not what I, I like to do. But sometimes in life, when we are walking down, there are so many things that we just tend to put into our lives. I don't know about the UK, but in India, uh, women are really known for that. Men are bad as well, but women are a little bit probably, it's 40, 60, all right? So that way everyone is going to be happy. Uh, They like to have things in their home, which probably they'll never use. All right, some are smiling, so probably it works here also the same way. It's the same thing. Uh, You have things that you will probably never use in life, but you make sure you have it. But you know what? This morning, what could be things that you never use, if you begin to release that, you would make room for God to fill it with things that actually you need to reach your destiny. And many times we are not reaching our destiny because our life is too cramped up anyway. Our time is too cramped up anywhere. Our appointment book is too cramped up anyway. We cannot spend that quality time with God. But this morning, God is saying there is a release. Now, if your husbands and wives standing, I want you to hold your hand because I believe when God begins to speak, he speaks as a family. All right? And God brought you together. So when uh, ministry time comes in, it's very important 
because if only the husband is ministered to and not the wife uh, it will not be translated in your family so if you want it to be translated in your family regardless of your spiritual understanding of what god does make sure you as couple join hands remember you came to the altar one day and said god for better for worse for richer for poorer in sickness and in health and i'm going to add it lord when you begin to speak in obedience because when you don't walk in obedience you fail to realize the plan of god and remember your obedience will bring blessing to your next generation as well when gehazi i believe that it was gehazi who spoke the word if we don't take this good news i don't know what god is asking you to take to others but i believe because this church is a mission oriented church it has to be maybe we need there is another couple who's going to be released maybe there is a group of people who are going to go to a new place maybe you're going to end up in papua next march with me you know we we're, we're up on those mountains we'll try to climb those mountains up there and and rejoice together with those you know that guy is why they are wiping their tears because they got one bible and we worried about what translation we are talking about you know if you have your ipad you can have like 100 translations and you know and just say oh god and you forget to read <laughs> but thank god that what god's word can do when we realize what is important can you close your eyes and ask yourself this question this morning what is important to you god if you want to walk in the heartbeat of jesus you need to know that the thing that is going to please god is what is really important to him god has brought you in this world for such a time as this the church is probably in the most exciting period that the church has ever been in christianity began to move in a in a mighty way through these lands that god has placed you in here in the united kingdom are you going to be part of that greatest move that god is doing around the world one of the things that god is so concerned about is his bride the condition of his bride some of us from the outside looks so healthy but inside there are things that are really hindering our physical development there could be things that are so small and insignificant but yet they will make a great change if they are not dealt with wounds can turn out to be sores and they can our our limbs could be amputated if they are not taken care of in time you know this morning the holy spirit is reminding us that before we take our step towards our destiny before we get our healing from god that there is something that the holy spirit wants to do within our heart it says god you have the first place go ahead if god is places a song in your heart just go ahead and play and father we just pray that you would take hold of this moment this divine moment oh god even as couples are holding hands as families are represented here oh god lord i pray that there will be a definite voice that they would hear today what the holy spirit has to say and lord that they will turn their face towards the destiny it could be the most unlikely place but that is the place of not only favor of god for us but as the lepers went in they brought favor of god for everyone else i just want to remind you that the lepers were part of a country that they were selling donkeys heads 
and they were selling pigeons dropping and that's what people were eating and when the prophet said tomorrow by this time there is going to be a breakthrough you know what people said it's not going to happen there were those who were skeptical about it but i want to tell you one thing today the word is used that at daybreak at daybreak this could be a, a change of a season for this church here it could be a change of season for your family this is your moment of that twilight you know the jewish time would start when the sun would go down they would start the new day coming up and this is the new day this is that moment where the sun of of leprosy the sun of a lack of provision the sun of a joblessness the sun of relationships not going well the way they should it's time to set that out down and there is a new sun arising and his name is Jesus who is going to bring you out of that situation but you know what god says when he takes you to the land of provision for you remember to share that good news with others also don't be a person who say this is just for me and i'm just going to hold this but god is saying to go to that next level go to that next moment and say you know what the provision is enough how many of you know that god is not you know uh, short supplied in any way when there is provision make sure you give it when that little boy gave his five loaves and the two fish that was only sufficient for him but because he gave up what he had in the hands of god it was sufficient for everyone and then he had 12 baskets left over i hope they gave it to that little boy different people preached different things it was for the 12 disciples but officially i i believe it was for the little boy because he gave it in the first place he took 12 baskets home probably told his family you know what you gave me this and here we have a supply for the whole month god has given to us some of you are worried of what's going to happen but i want to tell you that our god is a god of fullness our god is a god of completeness but he says start walking like those lepers who said let's start putting our feet don't worry about satan doing things in the past maybe he has been he has terrified you so much and says you know he has paralyzed you in fear some of you are standing here paralyzed in fear because of the past experiences but i want to tell you this morning god is here to remind you that if you begin to walk satan is going to tremble because of your walk when the lepers began to walk the enemy started to tremble and they felt it was a whole army that was coming to defeat them and without them raising a sword god gave them victory hallelujah don't worry about the strategy of how you're going to get victory because victory is yours anyway what god is asking you is obedience to walk in that way and in your obedience awaits your destiny in your obedience awaits god's favor in your obedience god waits god's provision not only for you but for those that are around you i tell you there is going to be such a mighty breakthrough if you would say yes to god and if you are that person that you feel that this word is actually for me you know my coming here is worth it god's holy spirit speaking to us is worth it our gathering together here on a sunday morning is worth it because you are going to release not only provision and favor upon your life but it's going to be translated in this church it's going to be translated in this community and it's going to go and affect the rest of the world i don't 
believe only that there are regions that God wants favor on. God wants to bless the whole world, but why does he choose regions? Because those regions are ready to receive what God wants to do and they are saying yes to God. I believe North India there is a word for North India it has come out from this church it has come out from men and women of God and I do not know maybe some of you are God is speaking to you North India I met with these two wonderful ladies and they have a India contacts I, one of the sisters has their daughter in South India wonderful you know you already have have contacts there but what God wants to say is is going to be such a, a radical move that you have never seen before do i need to get out of my comfort zone well you know it will help <laughs> it's going to help you it's going to take you to a realm of of not only trust because uncertainty brings us the certainty that god is with us you know when we are certain when the chair is holding us our bank balance provides for us our friends and others who are our you know constant source of encouragement th- th- there is nothing required to live a life of faith Somebody told me it's how you pray. I I love that. Uh they said when you have a plate full of food in front of you, your prayer is God, thank you for this food, bless others and but if you have an empty plate and you're believing God to fill it, your prayer is not going to be like that. Have you ever noticed that? God of signs and wonders, God of miracle, God of Elijah, send that raven to fill my plate. It's going to be a different kind of prayer. The problem is that we are so satisfied with what we have that we forget that God is a God of greater provision. God is a God who can change your plans at any time because he says, you know what? When you take that step of faith, your enemy's camp will be your provision. Your enemy's camp will be your provision. Are you ready for it? Are you ready for it? As you hold one another's hand, I want you to pray. If there's people who are standing with no family members around them, just grab somebody's hand. Don't let anybody stand alone, all right? Make sure somebody is praying for somebody and just begin to pray for one another. Before we pray for divine healing, let's pray for God's destiny. Let's pray for that place that God we are starting to move. God is changing things. You are asking God for a long time, Lord, what has been what should I do? Where should I go? And for some of you God is already saying that he needs you in a place where you need to be totally surrendered to him. This morning, this is the time of release. This is the time of release of God's favor. I pray favor of God. I pray favor of God. favor 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 divine favor of god to be released on each one of you thank you dear god and now lord as we hold hands it is a sign to say god we are one with your plan as we hold somebody else's hand lord we are saying we are holding your hand and we are saying god it may not make sense to go towards the enemy's camp because it could spell doom and destruction but at your word just like peter said lord we have fished all night and i'm a fisherman and you are not you are a carpenter and what do you know about catching fish but at your word at your word can you say that can that be your prayer some of you have to say that lord it doesn't make sense but at your word at your word logically i have thinking about it doesn't make any logical sense but at your word i do it at your word friends there is going to be healing there is going to be healing